If you're gearing up for retirement this year, you're in good company. In fact, a higher number of Americans are considering retiring in the upcoming year. A recent Allianz report reveals that 22% expressed their likelihood to retire in 2024 compared to just 17% in 2022. We're going to break it all down coming right after this. And now, Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Wealth Health Radio is the program. Joe Murphy is here. I'm Steve Siddall. We've got a lot to get to today, Joe. Uh, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, Steve. Actually, uh, heading out to Arizona tomorrow, and uh, unfortunately, I usually get out there once a year out to Scottsdale for this Waste Management Open, which if you're yeah. a golf fan, it's the most hilarious tournament ever. Um, so I'll be headed out there. But unfortunately, instead of 75 and sunny, um, it's going to be really cruddy weather, like 50 degrees and rainy, which in the <laughs> desert, they don't get that often. But Murphy's Luck and Murphy's Law, I'm bringing it with me. <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, I, I'll, I'll be curious to get the uh, the back end of that. I've heard about that golf tournament before, and I know somebody is going as well. So it's yeah, it, it should be fun, huh? It is. It's a it's a fun time. Like we were on the I think like the 16th hole, and I was watching it, and all of a sudden, you know, the 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 people like the fans are just like it's so rowdy. You see a streaker run across, the security's chasing him, and he jumps in the lake. I mean, it's just it's a a wild environment. And remember, I grew up during. Um, I was a caddy, you know, that was my job from right. like nine years old, all the way through high school, I carried golf bags to make extra money. And I was always taught, you know, the caddy is silent outside. If you're asked something, etiquette was at the forefront. So to fast forward and see how golf has evolved in a rowdy way, it just absolutely cracks me up. So it's a pleasurable experience. I can't wait, but hopefully this weather breaks so we can actually enjoy it and not freeze. Well, yeah, exactly. Boy, those folks in Arizona got to be really complaining. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially with the rain. I don't think they, you know, they don't get a ton of rain out there. So no. there's not a lot of saturation. I'm sure it just floods out there. So it'll be interesting. And I'll give a status update next week when I get back in. All right. Sounds good to me. And uh, we're talking about um, people gearing up, getting ready to retire this year. And Joe, is it is it your experience at this point that, that you can kind of sense the, uh, the surge in people wanting to, to retire this year? We're slammed. I mean, we are uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I guess that answers the question. We're slammed. And I know I talked to a lot of other advisors out there, and everyone's feeling the the same pressure um, with the clients that are wanting to get out. You know, they've saved their butts off. They're ready to go. And, you know, they may need just a little bit of advisement to make sure all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted. So right now it's definitely a busy time, and retirement is absolutely on the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Well, busy time also from a tax standpoint, and I know that you're getting a lot of tax questions right now. We always do. You know, as a tax planning firm and a tax-centric firm, I did want to make a real quick announcement, Steve, because we got a lot of questions in the last couple weeks. And, you know, there's a lot of ambiguity with IRS regs sometimes and changes that may be not announced. But just so everyone's aware... 1099s for for your brokerage account are not actually due to be sent out till February 15th, not Jan not the end of January like most other 1099s. So if you have a brokerage account, um, maybe an ETF, they're not required to send those out till February 15th. And there's a reason for it. Um, it's for wash sales. So any trades that are happening in January, they just need to make sure they're disallowing any wash sales. So they allow those to come through. It creates a little extra time for the custodian to make sure there's no errors when they actually do send out the 1099. So they do have an extra couple weeks. Um, be patient with that, but they have to have them postmarked out by February 15th. So if you're waiting for your 1099 consolidated from your brokerage company, February 15th is the deadline that you can get it. Sounds good. Good to know. Appreciate the update. Sure. And uh, we've got, you were talking about, you know, gearing up for retirement. And, and this is uh, this is the key to me. Um, you've got to have a plan and it's got to be a written plan. I know we're sort of talking about that all the time, but that's so true. Well, that's the name of the game here. You know, it's really hard to get where you want to be, Steve, if you don't know where you're at and you have no goals set. As I've said on this show before, I'm a goal setter, not just for my clients, but also personally. Having a clear, concise retirement plan, it doesn't need to be a phone book, it doesn't need to be detailed, but understanding where you are, where you want to get to, and have a clear written path or a written plan 
to show you and illuminate that path so you can stick to it. It makes a world of difference, Steve. The last thing that you want to do as a potential retiree is wing it. Um, there are so many threats. There's so many outliers that you need to consider, but not having a plan and going into retirement can result in regret or, oh, no, I shouldn't have done this. And maybe a mistake that you can't recover from. Always take the time up front to create a plan, especially with a transitional period like this, going from a worker to retirement. It's a whole new ball game. Lots of new rules, lots of things to consider. Have that retirement plan ready to go. Absolutely. 800-930-5905 if you'd like to get a head start, folks. Um, I like this, a balanced conservative approach. Now, I know as we get older, we want to be a little bit more conservative. But at the same time, what I've learned from you is that I, even though I'm being more conservative, I still need money in the market. You still need money in the market. You know, it is still the, the best thing to keep pace with inflation, real estate and, and investment. So you don't want to give it all away. You don't want to go into a shell. You don't want to say, I'm so terrified of any potential loss that I am not going to expose any of my money to the market. That doesn't make a lot of sense. The market has fueled most retirement accounts to this point. Although we may have some volatility coming up or in the early years of retirement, which could be negative, the way that you set up your accounts is important. The order that you withdraw the money is important. This goes back again, Steve, to have a plan, but it doesn't mean go into a shell and put all your money into your bank account or CDs. You just need to be smart with how you set them up. And the way that we look at it, Steve, if there is an account that is designated for future income to help our clients maintain their lifestyle in retirement, we at least want that account hedged. If we're going to have it open in the market, we want to hedge on that account. A lot of people do go towards the annuity um, segue to get that retirement income generated as opposed to using investments. Because on the investment side, Steve, most people are going to use that 4% rule, you know, at least as a guideline to, to generate income and see, all right, do I have enough saved? Can I make this for a full 30-year retirement? That 4% rule is a great guideline. But on the annuity side, when we do comparisons between risk versus reward, between the annuity generating income or just your IRA and investments generating income, a lot of people are choosing the annuity in this environment because the payout factor is greater than that 4% and it's guaranteed. Remember, the amount that you receive in lifetime income off these annuities is based on the age when you elect the income and the amount, whereas the investment side, anything can happen. You could take out your 4% diligently, and then all of a sudden you have a 40% drop in, in, in the market. Now all of a sudden you got problems on that side. It mm -hmm. pays to be smart and set things up with protection and hedges, but that does not mean go into a shell by any means. Absolutely. And uh, we also talk about the importance, really, the you've got to have an emergency fund. It's not just important, it's a must-have. You know, Steve, I'm working with a, a bunch of new clients right now, and, and, and a lot of them do not have an emergency savings account set up. And it's usually, number one, I'm looking for any double-digit interest rate debt. I want to tackle that first. And as soon as that is done, we want to establish that emergency account. It will umbrella or protect your other accounts. During volatile times, you will have a go-to account that is liquid. It is safe. You know, and right now with interest rates, it's earning a really good rate. You know, you're 4 to 5% right now on guaranteed accounts, you know, through your bank or high yield savings or even, yeah. you know, CDs, but making sure that money is accessible to you will help protect your other accounts and give you a go-to when life happens. Exactly. Because it's going to happen. We know it that. always does. Yes, exactly. it always does. So when we're looking at uh, income and we're going to get that income from the money that we've saved over the years, um, how do we how do we strategize that? How do we make sure that we're doing that the right way? Well, one of the specialties at this firm is income maximization. And the one thing that we don't do is put all our, all our eggs in one basket and rely on one stream of income. It mm -hmm. doesn't make much sense. So having a strategy for your income withdrawals from which account, which order, I was just talking about how the order matters, that is really the nuts and bolts of your retirement plan is to generate income off those assets. How you set it up is going to be customized based on your situation. How much are you going to need an income will help us determine what order we should take them in. Because we may be looking at tax efficiency if we have taxable accounts. We may be looking at extending or trying to lower that required minimum distribution 
collection phase on those IRAs. So there's a lot that goes into it. But again, having a game plan and, and understanding how to generate income off which account, critical and the main component of every good retirement plan. Absolutely. And again, um, so we're talking about uh, diversification of our retirement income. I know we talk about diversification all the time. Um, is there a difference in, in what, what we're saying here, diversify retirement income? Yeah, absolutely. You know, diversification, Steve, is, is basically spreading risk. You know, you're you're insulating yourself from going down with one ship. So if you put all your goodies on one ship and it goes down, you're sunk, right? Yes. But if you spread them to different avenues or different income generators, it can help insulate just like in the market. So if one sector industry gets clobbered, your whole portfolio isn't going down with the ship. The same applies with creating income streams, whether you're generating it off your investment accounts, whether you're using annuities, whether you have a pension, when to elect that social security, that most valuable payment for a lot of retirees. These are all things that you want to make sure are spread out and diversified. So if something happens with social security reductions down the road, you haven't made up on another income source. Diversification equals protection in my book. Sure. And, and again, those are the kinds of things that as you work with folks, they begin to understand how it is that, that, you're, that this plan is coming together. Yeah, and that's the fun part about building a plan with a new client because you can see the light bulb starts turning on saying, you know what, I never considered that. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's what advisors, that's what our job is, is to have our ear to the ground, understand tax code, understand the economy, understand the environment, but more importantly, how our client's situation fits in the overall and how we can maximize what they're putting in their pocket instead of writing that check to Uncle Sam. These are all things that we want to walk through, Steve, but no plan that I've ever done has been the exact same from client to client and nor should it be people are different situations are different everyone out there deserves a customized retirement plan that is tailored to their needs and if that sounds like something you'd like uh, go ahead give us a call right now joe let's invite folks to call Absolutely. And we are at that time. And what we are going to do for the next 10 callers, and that's what we're going to do this week, 10 callers, you are going to get that 15-minute intro call with me, Joe Murphy, this fiduciary financial advisor that's in your ear right now. I want to know what your questions are. What's burning? What is really bothering you? Let's have that intro discussion and maybe we can find a better way to do this. Next 10 callers, Steve, give them that magic number. We're going to get to work and can't wait to talk to some new listeners here on AM560. 800-930-5905. It is that simple to get started. It's why we're giving you this opportunity to review your individual circumstances. Again, no cost, no obligation. You can find out how much risk you're taking. You can find out if there's red flags that might be a problem for you down the line. Do you really know how much you're paying in fees or commissions? Well, let Joe and the team take a deep dive and find out. How about potential tax liabilities? And of course, a lifetime retirement income plan that includes maximizing your social security benefit. If you want to take advantage of this complimentary review, call us right now, 800-930-5905, 800-930-5905. A quick break. We're coming right back. Lots more to talk about on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. When we come back, we're going to continue to cover those crucial steps that you can take as that retirement milestone approaches in your life right after this. We are back on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm Steve Siddall. Joe, of course, an investment advisor representative, an independent fiduciary with Murphy Wealth Management. That's where you'll find him. You can find the website at mwmfinancial.tax. Mwmfinancial.tax. I like where we're headed this with this uh, segment too, Joe, where we're, we're talking about the number of people retiring. And so let me ask you this, and, and maybe you've got some insight that... I know inflation seems to be going subsiding. I guess it is. Um, is that a concern for retirees, early retirees right now? I think this economic environment is a concern for not just retirees, but all of us. 
Okay. Um, there's a lot of misinformation, disinformation out there, Stephen. You bring up a really good point is let's cover some of the basics on inflation. Yeah. Disinflation is a word that's really traveling around right now. And then also deflation. So hmm. to go back to inflation, and that's we're in an inflationary period right now. We knew once interest rates hit zero, the Fed was going to jack those rates. All of a sudden, we were going to hopefully fight this inflation level, which has actually come down. But it doesn't mean prices have decreased. No, what they haven't. Means, <laughs> no, they haven't. And if you look at your grocery bill, I think everyone can attest that no, they have not. Um, but inflation is the rising prices for goods and services. That's what we're undertaking right now. And that's what the Fed is really trying to hamper down with these interest rates. Speaking of interest rates, remember the market is priced in six to seven cuts in 2024. Guess what? I don't think we're going to get six to seven cuts in 2024. We may get three this year. So interesting caveat on the market there with interest yeah. rates. But one thing that I saw, I was reading an article in the Washington Post, and it caught my eye because it was the, the title of it. And it said, inflation is falling. Why are groceries so expensive? And if you do a quick search on the internet, you'll find the article I'm talking about. Um, and what the article was saying is inflation is falling. Inflation is not falling. The rising prices are slowing. So what we are experiencing right now is something called disinflation. And disinflation is simply the slowdown of rising prices. A couple things on disinflation. Number one, it can be self-correcting, which is a very good thing. Um, Deflation forces the government to take expansionary measures. So once we hit disinflation, we don't want to let it linger on and cascade into a deflationary environment. So the last deflationary environment, and what deflation is, is it's an unbalanced economy where goods and where goods are basically outweighing demand. There's so much goods out there and there's not enough demand. So what we're seeing is a disinflation then moving to deflation, which can be catastrophic. The last deflationary period, Steve, that we had was back in 2007 to 2009. You may remember it, the Great Recession. Oh, yeah. um, that deflationary period was definitely earmarked by wages falling, by joblessness, and then also we saw the sinking of prices. So right now, guys, we're in an inflationary environment. Disinflation is happening. We are seeing a slowdown of those rising prices in some sectors. Some groceries are just keep going up. But And then what we're trying to avoid is a deflationary period. So just so everyone's crystal clear on those three terms, you're going to see them a lot over the next couple months. I wanted to make sure that everyone at least had a baseline of information regarding those three terms. Well, again, that's really important. And I appreciate that inflation, disinflation and deflation. And I love that, uh, folks. I think that's an important lesson learned today. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. And that's what we want to bring is education. It's really hard to get verifiable info out there, Steve, from some sources. And, you know, in this day and age, it always pays to think critically. It always pays to do a little back research on your own. Even this guy that's on your in your ear on the radio right now, um, maybe I misspoke or maybe something happened. You always want to vet your own. That's where we've lost, I think, is a population is the ability to diagnose information and just say, you know what, this media outlet is wrong or this one is, is not saying or they're embellishing to create some type of narrative. It's up to us as as consumers, it's up to us as as people to verify some of this information. And I'm talking mm -hmm. about things that are going to affect your life, you know, things that are going to affect your retirement. It's important to make sure that you are vetting the information that you are making decisions on, especially when we're talking about your future, your retirement future. Make sure it's out there. Don't just buy into fear right away. Vet it. And if you have questions, we can absolutely help. I don't have all the answers, guys. I wish I did, but we're very good at research. And I love hearing from our listeners on AM560, from our clients, what are the concerns out there? What are you hearing? To me, it makes a lot more sense to get a second opinion, to get some more information, than rush in and say, oh, this is the way it is. This is what this guy said in the Washington Post. We want to make a decision based on this. No, take a step back. Make sure you vet the information. Critical in this day and age. 800-930-5905. You want to give uh, uh, Joe a call? 
so we're going to get back to the uh, the people retiring, the numbers of people retiring this year, and, and what we need to know in order to make that happen. And so we talk about health care understanding and then financial planning for health expenses. Um, boy, that's that's something that we really have to dig into and talk about. It's a whole appointment for us. You know, understanding oh, sure. health care for retirees, especially pre-age 65. And what we usually see when couples come in and spouses, what we normally see is an age gap. Um, and maybe the mister has decided to retire and he's 65, but the missus is 58. Now we have an issue with Medicare coverage, especially um, in this day and age with the rising cost of medical prices. It's outrageous. And just with the newest fidelity estimate, um, the average 65-year-old retiring in 2023, so last year, could spend $157,500 on health expenses during their retirement years. It pays to plan again. Heading this stuff off at the pass, you know, for a lot of our clients, a Medicare supplement may be the answer. But for a younger spouse, now we may be searching outside of COBRA for a solution to get through that time until the spouse hits 65. So this is something that we do. We spend an entire uh, appointment making sure that healthcare is addressed. That's how critical and that's how much we've seen this particular segment of healthcare derail retirements. It's just one instance that you didn't expect or a health thing comes up. Now all of a sudden your accounts are unprotected and you're forced to shell out a lot of money. You wanna make sure this is planned for and budgeted for. That's the right. biggie, Steve, because it is not cheap. Well, no, it's not. And Medicare is great um, until, I mean, you know, but it's not everything. And there are other options out there uh, that you can help us with. Um, and one of those options, uh, if in terms of even some, well, one of those options is assessing or is life insurance in, in various yeah. forms. There's some good stuff out there for folks. There is. And, and you know, the, the, misnomer about life insurance is that it's all the same and it's not there are so many different variations of life insurance because there's so many uses for it remember it's an account that has tax-free death benefit and it also has the ability to pull cash value completely tax-free in the form of a loan so there are some huge advantages tax-wise to life insurance but the evolution of life insurance now we've able to implement it as not only a protection for family if god forbid something happens to the insured but also these new living benefits that can help create an umbrella around our client's situation and their family so if something happens maybe long-term care or they can't do two of the six ADLs or Social Security goes down by 3%, you can actually access the death benefit 100% tax-free um, if you suffer from any of these things inside of the contract. They're all a little bit different, but to have living benefits now with life insurance is a huge, huge difference than a simple term policy with a death benefit and it only it only pays out if you pass away. We love incorporating this if it fits our clients we love it because long-term care is going to be so crazy expensive down the road. We want to make sure that our clients are insulated in the most efficient manner allowed. Absolutely. 800-930-5905. Um, Medicare costs, understanding how Medicare works, I don't mean all of the back end of it, but I mean in terms of what you know, me as a person applying for Medicare, what I need to know. And the good news is you have Medicare expertise in, in your organization. We do, we do, and that's really important. Again, this is a this is an, a whole entire appointment is is health coverage, and whether you're 65 and you're just going on Medicare, you know, remember Medicare is not going to cover everything. A and B is not going to cover. You're still going to have out of pocket expenses depending on your overall health and maybe how your parents' health were. We can design a plan to give 100% coverage through the addition of a Medicare supplement, and I'm not talking about an Advantage plan with an out of pocket maximum. We're talking about for a low premium, it'll cover all the gaps. I believe Plan G is the one that we use most frequently, but there's a couple different plans that cover various uh, different things that Medicare doesn't. But Plan G is going to be the most comprehensive. Really, the only thing it's not going to cover, guys, is that Part B deductible that you need to pay anyways. But outside of that, you're fully insulated. And I do the mom test because my mom has had this now for many, many years. And she is going to the doctor a little bit more and more. She's never had a bill, never had an out-of-pocket 
ticket expense. So she is 100% covered outside of that Part B. It feels good. I know her investment accounts are covered. I know her annuities are covered. And now we have her insulated from any type of healthcare threats. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, again, well, to be able to, pres- you know, to have that for and to be able to do that for people. Well, you got to hook up mom first. And then once well, of course, that's up, what <laughs> I mean. I was going to get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's so critical, Steve. And, and, and again, you know, you can't be experts in every field. But what we do is we understand all the things that could affect our clients retirement or the plans that we laid. These threats are very real and not planning for them could just be setting yourself up. You could have the perfectly best laid plan. And then all of a sudden, maybe an accident happens or a health issue comes up. Now, all of a sudden, all your plans are gone because you're spending that money on hospital bills. Not a way to go. No, not a way to go at all. But we do have to go. we got to take a quick break. So, folks, if you want to get the information, give us a call right now. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And this is your opportunity to get those burning questions out. you got questions on finance, health care, social security, income planning, tax efficiency. We got your back. Next 10 callers, we're going to set up that 15-minute phone conversation with me. And that's what it is, a conversation. And I want to hear from you. So all our listeners on AM560, this is your opportunity. There's no cost, no obligation. We're going to have a conversation and see if we can get you to where you want to be. Steve, give them that magic number and we're going to get to work. 800-930-5905. It's an opportunity to come on in, sit down, and just do exactly what we're talking about. Get that financial roadmap put together. Joe can take the complex world of finance and turn it into something that just makes sense. It's an excellent chance for you to get a true practical financial review. So if you're listening, call us 800-930-5905. 10 callers right now will get that comprehensive financial review. You see where you are today, but more importantly, it does become a road roadmap that can help guide you, help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. So you've got nothing to lose. 800-930-5905. That's 800-930-5905. We are going to take a quick break. We're coming back. Lots more Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy right after this. Are you and your spouse financially compatible? How can you and your spouse get on the same page with your finances? We have tips to help facilitate the process and make sure both sides are happy coming up right after the break. back on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm Steve Siddall. And of course, Joe is here. Joe's an investment advisor representative and uh, 20 plus years helping folks. You've got a great shop. It's mwmfinancial.tax, the website. You can learn more about that. You can learn that uh, Amber is uh, an enrolled tax agent and does tax planning. This is the time of the year. Uh, You've (laughs) also got estate planning in-house. You talk about Medicare. You talk about Social Security. I mean, you, you you have expertise in all of these areas. Yeah. And, and you know what, Steve, like I said, I can't be an expert in everything. So we wanted to make sure that we were aligned and, and had all the main components of a successful retirement plan, at least the resources and the professionals in here to help advise our clients. So when we're building a plan, it's not just me saying, yeah, these are the best investments. This is how we're going to generate income. We want to layer it with tax efficiency. We want to layer it with protection. And whether that's estate planning documents like a trust or a will or a POA, we want to make sure that everything is handled and more importantly, insulated from common threats. Okay. Um, so this is going to be a fun and Uh-oh. interesting segment, Joe. We're talking about couples and uh, their financial compatibility. And I didn't realize, I mean, maybe I'm lucky because I mean, my wife and I are pretty much on the same page. And, and I mean, I, I mean, I guess I, I, I guess I figured everybody's like that, but that now that is not the case. No, it's not the case. <laughs> Maybe, you know, and it's 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 interesting. And like I said, I never overstep my bounds. And when I'm positioned to become referee, that's when I just want to slink into the the corner. But sometimes you have to, you know, you have to make sure that everyone is on the same page when it comes to couples, um, because you can see a deviation. You can see one, you know, one Mr. and Mrs. may be thinking one way, the other spouse may be thinking the other. So it's my job to bring them together and show them the pros and cons of each way and Mm -hmm. let them make the ultimate decision. But I learned a long time ago 
that telling people what to do is not the way to go. Education is. And when you approach it like that, Steve, it doesn't create the pushback. So maybe one spouse is kind of trudging in here and really not, you know, buying it because they've handled the finances. But the missus is saying, you know what, things might be going off the rails here. We really want to consult a professional. What my job is, is to minimize or mitigate any of that tension and put everything down on paper so we can take a look at it, look at the pros and cons, educate them. And usually education solves a lot of this, but also the ability to compromise. Um, when you're married, you realize real quick, it's not just your way or the highway or that marriage doesn't last very long. It's the ability to compromise and complement each other. You know, Amber and I have been married for a long time now. And at this point, we can finish each other's sentences. And we have a really good, fluid uh, financial relationship. And, you know, I handle some parts, but we meet every three months on our own personal finances, on the business, just to make sure that we stay on the same page. So we have a plan, we revisit that plan, and we've tried to use that with our clients, especially the couples, to make sure they start on the same page and they stay on the same page. And the best way to do that, Steve, communication and compromise. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, look at some of these statistics. Uh, Two in five Americans have committed financial deception or call it financial infidelity in a relationship. That's a that's a tough one. Financial infidelity. Well, as as a fiduciary, you know, obviously we're we're extremely transparent and we're not going to hide one thing from a spouse. It's just it's unethical. We won't do that. But it's out there. Look, you know, there's different relationships, different have people have different levels of relationships, and maybe the finances are separate for whatever reason, or one's doing better than the other, or you know what, maybe there's an issue, maybe one likes to gamble, or whatever it is, what we don't want to do is have financial deception. To me, it's lying, and when you're lying to someone that you supposedly care about, there must be a root cause or a root reason for that. Not to put the Kamala Harris phrase out there, but it it made sense for that one. I think everyone knows where I'm coming from. But you just don't, you want to make sure that this kind of stuff doesn't happen. And again, the best way to do that is transparency. Be open and use a professional, especially if there is some suspicion going back and forth. Getting everything in the open, getting a second set of eyes can help illuminate and make sure it doesn't happen again. You don't want that to continue in a marriage. You don't want that to continue in any type of relationship, any type of financial deception going on for whatever may be the the reasoning. And maybe there is a really good reason for it. Whatever it may be, you don't want to do it. It's just going to create more problems than actual solutions. 800-930-5905 is the number. And uh, so we talk about, let me ask you this. So uh, do you find, are there couples who come in and, and their finances are completely separate? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It's not a huge percentage. I would probably say 10%. Okay. Um, Older, older couples, um, maybe they've just decided for whatever reason they started that way and they finished that way and, you know, they make it work. Um, to me, you know, it's about combining, but I don't have all the answers. I don't know if mine's the best way or not, but some people do that. And you know what? That's okay. If they can make it work, they make it work. Sure. And, um, I mean, again, the couples are saying that, um, 16% 16% feel they're financially compatible. That's a pretty low number. <laughs> That's a very low number. Well, wow. different, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe one end really enjoys, you know, flying jets and the other one just wants to knit blankets. Who knows what it is? But there's varying things. Things cost different amounts. So if your hobby or your interest may cost a little bit more than your spouse, maybe there's a little bit of, hey, you know what, you're spending that. And now the compatibility, just different visions of the way it's supposed to work can create that unevenness. But that is a really low number. That's kind of shocking to me. That's 16 percent. Yeah. Wow. Um, One in four married couples share that they argue about finances once a month or more. Yep. Money, 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 money issues, money problems. Yep. Yeah. Arguments. And yeah, it's, it's look, money in in itself is not an evil thing. Um, Unfortunately, it's probably one of the most common fights that couples have. Younger couples specifically are going to get in fights over money, but look, you know, things are going to happen throughout life. You know, that's the one thing that we know about life. It is unpredictable, especially Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're looking at financial, like maybe you had something allocated that was doing really good, like a cryptocurrency and you're making bank and you're giggling to yourself. And then the next day, something completely out of your control wipes that coin out. Now you have to go talk to the missus about it or are you? Those are the kind of things that 
I think, drive couples insane. Like, how could you not tell me that? How could you not do that? Maybe that creates some of this financial incompatibility. Because look, guys are different than, than the ladies. You know, we're more aggressive. We're going to go after things like that, pie in the sky, and maybe shoot the moon to say, you know what, look at what I did for our family. And then it goes backwards on us and it blows up. And then we're scared to say something. Yep. So, you know, to me, again, Steve, communication, having it out on the table and discussing it both good and bad. Not everything is going to be rainbows and unicorns. You need to talk about the nitty gritty stuff too. Sometimes getting it on the table, I'll see the relief. I will just talking about it. You can see the relief from some couples that may be not as compatible financially as other couples that we see. Right. One of the things I was reminded as you were talking there about um, from a couple standpoint, there's a, there's a little line that's uh, for the three, the three prices you pay. One, the price you paid for the item. Two, the price you tell her you paid for the item. <laughs> three, the price you pay when she finds out what you paid. <laughs> oh, and that number three price is going to be a boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> but, hilarious. But that's, but that's kind of what it's all about, right? Well, yeah. I mean, all dudes are we're, we're the same when it boils down to it. Some oh, of us yeah. have a little bit more extremes, but we all do the same kind of things. That's why we're predictable. Yep, um, the three prices you pay. <laughs> that is hilarious. I got to remember that. Thanks for that one. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, and then um, how, how do you gauge financial compatibility and, and, and how do you essentially sort of massage that for the couples? Well, I think open-ended questions. You know, to me, that's okay. I really love open-ended questions because it allows the people that are sitting in front of me one at a time to tell me what their thoughts are on it. And if I hear the mister saying something completely opposite from the missus, I know that we have to find a middle ground on this situation. Um, if they're both on the same page, you know, nodding, saying, yes, this is what we both want, then I know that we have compatibility. We have an agreement. Much easier to get a goal accomplished when you have two or three minds working towards the same goal as opposed to one saying, you know what, I really don't believe this. And the other saying, I believe it wholeheartedly. Tough to get things done that way. And transparency, obviously, is what, what comes down to it at this point. Without a doubt. It's just not hiding things. And, and again, transparency is, is a critical component of a financial advisor, but also someone that you're going to go to to help lead you through this transitional period where there is stress, there is emotion, there is things that are, you know, it's an emotionally charged situation. You want to be with someone that doesn't have things to hide, that's going to put it out on the table and put education as the forefront because, again, we don't have all the answers. What we do have is the education and the information to arm our clients so they can make a decision. And I never rush people into a decision. A lot of the stuff that we say can be pretty high level. We want to break it down, but I also want to give people time to digest it, to say, you know what, before I make a decision, I really want to understand how this works. I love that. And I love giving people that time and then having a revisit saying, what questions have you come up with now? Let's really hash this out. Let's really get it dialed in. Does it take a little bit more time? Yes. But you know what, Steve, just like home cooked meals, much, much better. A little bit of time, worth it. Worth it every time. 51% of couples already view their current advisor as a life coach. How do you think about that? What do you think about that? I, I think so. I think, you know, you have to be a motivator at, at some level. Um, you, you have to be not only just an educator, but also have the ability to create action. Um, you know, without it, it's just words. You know, we're just talking and saying words in a row. But to me, having that transparency so people can see, you know, that we are genuine in what we are doing, that we do want to help, that, you know, as a fiduciary, we need to know the entire situation. I don't want a half story because if I'm planning on a half story, Steve, I may not be planning to the best of that client or my ability for this client situation. So that transparency transparency, that openness really helps facilitate. And what we find is people are very comfortable, at least here with a family owned firm, they will tell us what's going on. And, you know, we know the questions to ask to find any points to say, you know what, we need to explore this further to make sure this doesn't turn around and bite them, you know, 10 years down the road. So this right. is all very, very important stuff. And if it sounds like something you'd like to have the discussion about, now is a good time to call Joe and take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, and here we go, guys. We are going to make that offer. Ten callers this week are going to get a 15-minute phone call with me. And, guys, it is a conversation. This is your starting point. So if you are considering retirement in 2024, what a great way to begin it with a phone call to a fiduciary financial advisor. Steve, give our listeners that magic number, and we're going to get to work. 
800-930-5905. It's why we're giving you the opportunity to review your individual circumstances, even as a couple. Yes, there's no cost. There's no obligation. Find out how much risk you're taking. Are there red flags that might be a problem for you? Do you really know how much you're paying in fees or commissions? How about tax liability? And of course, finding security in a lifetime income plan that includes maximizing that very important Social Security benefit. If you want to take advantage of this complimentary review, call us right now. 800-930-5905. 800-930-5905. A quick break. We're coming back. Another segment to go here on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. Ask the Advisor is coming up. We have answers to your questions in 30 seconds right after this. are back on Wealth Health Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Savell. Joe Murphy's here and uh, having a fun show today. I know we kind of went through, covered a lot of ground and all of that. Um, and one of the things today or this week, um, the, the Labor Department jobs numbers came out and, and uh, you know, on the surface looked pretty good. Where, what's your take? Pretty good. Yes, definitely explosive. So 353,000 jobs added in January and the unemployment rate remained at 3.7. And this is from the actual report um, released by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So this is the January report. And I wanted to cover this, Steve, for a couple reasons. Um, Number one and most important is we were talking last week about maybe these numbers aren't exactly what they are. And when we're planning for our clients or you're planning your investment strategy, these numbers are very, very important because it shows the trajectory of our economy. It shows how our economy is bouncing back from this inflation and the Fed measures. But we really want to analyze, are these numbers for real? Um, And one of the things that we've seen is this explosive job growth that we've had over the past few months here. Um, There's a couple things that I wanted to to cover on this. Yes. Um, Number one, Um, The number of people, so the 300-some thousand jobs that were added, there was 5.8 million that were not counted as unemployed because these individuals were seeking employment. So right off the bat, 5.8 million were gone. Um, They didn't even count. But here's the biggie. So the unemployment rate was 3.7, completely unchanged from December. However, like most of our listeners and myself, sometimes you watch the news and you watch the tickers. And what have we been seeing almost every day? Layoffs, layoffs, layoffs. So I tabulated how many companies announced layoffs or the total amount of uh, announced layoffs just in January alone. So while I was doing that, three more came in. DocuSign just cut 6% of their workforce. Snap cut 10%. And Estee Lauder, which I know the, a, lot of, a lot of our clients love that company, they just mm-hmm. cut 3 to 5% of their workforce. So now the total layoff announcement just in the month of January alone, where we had this explosive job report, is 82,000 employees were laid off in January. That is the second highest layoff total And we also have the lowest planned hiring level for the month of January. And this is going all the way back to the pandemic. But I mean, at this point, does anyone really care? As long as the government employment data keeps going up, then what does this really mean anyways? Because government, you know, they added another 37,000 jobs. So when we're looking at really important economic data, I... You don't want to question the accuracy with the government, but we're, we're seeing announcements from these companies with all these mass layoffs, yet the employment number remained unchanged at 3.7. And what they're, what they're saying in this report is, oh, don't worry about it. We're just adding jobs after jobs after jobs. And a lot of these jobs, Steve, from the other previous job reports that we've seen are people picking up multiple jobs to keep pace with the inflation and the rising prices. So there is a lot. I am not putting a lot of weight into these reports um, for a reason, because I am not depending on this data to drive my clients' investment accounts just to have a revision come back or just say, you know what, this was fluff. When we're seeing layoff announcements like this, that may be the truer story than the Department of Labor's Bureau of Statistics report that comes out every month, flowery and beautiful. 
Well, and again, I think to your point, Joe, you've got to you've got to do the research. You've got to you got to you know read multiple sources, just like multiple in multiple sources of income. You got to read about multiple sources because they're all going to tell a different story, and it's up to you. Yeah, and I think people are starting to to wake up with the the media is that it's not a be all end all, and sometimes maybe they're not you know reporting the actual news, but creating a narrative, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. That our media is like, it's not every media outlet, but a lot of the popular ones have really tarnished their reputation because you can see, you know, if you just do a little back research on the article, where they kind of influence the information to create a narrative. And you have to be real careful. But when we're seeing government data coming back and it's not matching the announcements from actual companies, that's when I start questioning, like, what can we depend on to make these decisions? Look, we're looking at what's happening in China right now. Um, and hopefully it's not a precursor to what's happening here. But, you know, their real estate prices have crashed over 30%. Their market wiped out, the Hong Kong and Chinese markets wiped out $7 trillion of market cap. So, you know, they're supposed to be, President Xi is supposed to be making an announcement about their policy efforts, how they're going to stiff it off. They've banned short selling, how they're going to start attracting investors. But international investors in China, Steve, they fled to India. They see India as a much better investment opportunity than China right now. And to me, China's a manufacturing king. Will they recover? Yes, they will. But when is the time? Do you want to catch a falling knife in the Chinese market? Probably not. But you have to look at what other global um, economies are doing around the world to understand what is happening here in the U.S. Is this a good situation? Is it a good situation around the world? Because we might have the strongest economy, but we are still dependent on other economies to feed ours. So it all is intertwined. It's all global. And that's why you start seeing a lot of American companies going from within, building that supply chain internally, because we don't know what's going to happen here or in the rest of the world economies. But right now, interesting time, scary time for some people. Retirees, it's definitely, there's a lot of fear. The people that are coming in here, we're doing a lot of fixed um, just a hedge, just in case something happens. We don't want a retirement derailed, but there's definitely a palpable emotion and it's charged. You can feel that, that it's out there because no one really knows what the heck is going on. Boy, you're, you nailed it, Joe. And again, I appreciate the insight and I think listeners do too. Um, it's, it's just, yeah, just, just, do, just do your, do, I don't want to say do your job, <laughs> but I mean, you know, do your research. Yeah, Steve. Uh, yeah, you know, and you got to be careful, unfortunately, what you say. And, you know, that's not, I don't have all the answers and I'm not no. right all the time. But as an opinion, as a citizen in this country, just seeing this kind of stuff, it's just like, wow, you know, what can we really depend on? And that's mm-hmm. why it pays guys, no matter who you hear it from, to always vet the source and make sure you're getting verifiable information. 800-930-5905. That's clear, and that's a, give Joe a call, and you can come on in and talk with him. All right, let's jump to a couple of questions sure. here while we still got some time. Uh, Annette's up first. I think she's been paying attention to the show. She says, I'd like to schedule with you as I'm the one who handles all the finances in our house. Short of lying to him and saying he, we're going to watch a game at the bar, how can I get him on board to c- come with me, or should I not even worry about it? Well, Annette, thank you for the question and understand your concerns. Sometimes when you have one partner that's off doing one thing and the other one focused on something else, that's why we have that disconnect. Um, But yeah, please don't tell him you're going to watch the game at a bar and then he gets all his emotions all geared towards that and then walks into a financial planning office. Probably not going to be a good day for me, Steve. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely not. Um, Definitely not. Yeah. How can you approach this, Annette? You know, starting with some conversations, um, what I would say before you come into the office is let's schedule a phone call where you can put me on speakerphone. I can talk to both of you guys, answer the questions. That may allow a little bit of of warm icebreaker so your husband is a little bit more comfortable actually coming in here, what we're going to do, how we're going to handle it. But you don't want to bring someone, especially if they're not really interested in it, um, in cold saying, this is what we're doing now. Use that intro call. I I highly suggest that, Annette. I think that's the best way to approach it. Let me talk to both of you guys, get both of your situations um, addressed, and then we can see about taking that next step and getting you guys in here in person. All right, Annette, give us a call, 800-930-5905. 
Louise has a question. She says, I've heard you talking about big box firms. Now, I won't mention the one that I'm dealing with, but the other day they called me and I felt like I was being strong armed into a decision I didn't want to make. Is this a common practice? Louise, awesome question. And no, being strong armed is not a common practice. However, identifying certain opportunities um, for your client base or maybe someone that's on the fence. Here's a great example. Um, the annuity rates that we're dealing with are at very high levels. However, now that we've seen uh, a little bit of drop in yields, we're starting to see some of these uh, historically high rates come down with a rate decrease. So one of the things that I'll do is I will reach out to a lot of our clients that were on the fence about to enter and saying, hey, we may want to consider a rate lock application here because rates are scheduled to go down February 15th or whatever it is. This is just arbitrary. but. Right. You want to make sure that you're notifying your clients of potential opportunities because if I didn't take that time and the rates decrease and they came in and said, all right, we're ready to go. I want my 15% bonus, but now it's 10, um, I would have some issues. So that's really the only, we're not going to sell stock like that. We're not going to promote bonds like that with annuities, CDs, like fixed interest rates, clients that have expressed interest in those things. That's who we want to notify um, that there could be changes coming up. But if you're feeling strong armed or you're feeling sold, walk the other way. That doesn't make any sense. You know, you shouldn't be pushed into something. You should understand the why and you should be educated on how it can help you. Not just you don't want to miss this because you're going to miss it. Not the way to make decisions. Louise, call us 800-930-5905. That's the number. And uh, folks, I mean, again, Joe, we are up against the clock. Holy cow, this goes by so quick. Well, like I said, sometimes I get wordy, Steve, but that's okay. So we're going to get a little bit more wordy with this offer. So next 10 callers on this week's show, we are going to get that intro call. And I want to hear from you. I want to know what is making you concerned in this environment, how we can help you address retirement in this difficult transitional period in this economic environment. Steve, give our listeners that magic number. We're going to get that scheduled. We will get to work and can't wait to talk to some new friends here on AM560. 800-930-5905. Really, the goal of the show here is to help you make the best decision for you. So if you do have questions about what we're talking about, maybe how it applies in your own situation, call us. 800-930-5905. 800-930-5905. Joe, as always, a pleasure to be here. I love your insight and the conversation and it's just my favorite show of the week. Yep, we always have a good time, Steve, and uh, we are going to, I'll give you guys an update on that waste management open. Hopefully I don't go running into some crazy pond, but <laughs> if I do, I you guys see. will see me on TV. All right, everyone have an awesome week. We'll talk again next week. Thanks for your time, Steve. Always a pleasure, bud. Content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any type of securities. Joe Murphy, MWM Advisory Group, and Murphy Wealth Management are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of the information provided in this radio show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Joe Murphy and his guests as the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on the assumptions and actual results may vary from such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making any investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on the information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss from investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for a particular investor's financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.